Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. something that he he spoke to me years ago Um, there was a situation in my life that I was fighting and contending to have what he showed me was like a little black box and I was so upset that I wasn't getting this little black box that the little black box was like what I thought that I needed in order to be happy and if I got this little black box I would be okay and he was like Julianne you are fighting for for this, this little piece of joy that you think you need. But it was like he stepped aside and behind him was fields of beautiful flowers and just rivers of, you know, like you think paradise. And he's like, this is what I have for you. Are you willing to lay down what you think you need and what you think you want in order for me to give you what I actually want to give you? Are you willing to do that? And we have to do that sometimes every day. We have to believe that God, what he is wanting to give us is so much better and so much bigger than anything that we could ask, think, or imagine. So God, I I just thank you that you are the faithful one, God. You have real, tangible promises for us, God, to fulfill us and satisfy us in this life, but also in the age to come. God, I pray today for just the ability to lay hold Lay hold of your promises, God, where hearts are weary, where hearts are contending for the little black box and not even able to see what is behind you. God, I ask for a transfer today. God, will we will lay down our ways and the things we think we need in order to be able to receive the fullness of what you have for us. You are the one who has proven yourself faithful. So God, I ask, help us rest in your faithfulness, in your ways, in your timing. We bless you today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I'm going to have you turn in your Bible to um, Hosea. I just want to show something in there that the Lord put on my heart. Uh, Hosea in chapter 10. And then we're gonna uh, we're gonna be going uh, today to um, Romans in chapter eight. We're gonna start at Hosea. Uh, I was just gonna read. I was just gonna read this to you, but I, I really want you to open up your Bible, and I want you to uh, I want you to take a look at this these verses. And uh, Amen. Isn't God so good? 
And uh, last Sunday, I uh, the Lord put on my heart to uh, to minister to you guys on um, our response to the holiness of God, our response to God's holy, and um, and then this morning and, and next week. Uh, I, uh, I want to talk to you about the ministry of Holy Spirit in us, okay? And uh, so we're just really going to dig into some things here and uh, see what Holy Spirit wants to do. But that's kind of what I'm going to be speaking on. But, um, but I want to start here in Hosea and share, share this uh, with you, what, what, what God, God put on my heart uh, in Hosea chapter ten, and I want, I want to read the two verses here, and then we'll and then we'll move on. Um, but there's a reason why, because I, um, I I heard I heard I heard the Lord really begin to stir me this week about about um, breaking up hard things, um, and then and then uh, the Lord put on my heart um, um, groaning like groaning, uh, spiritual groaning and like crying out. It's, it, uh, it, it shows hunger. It's desperation. Uh, so we're going to talk about those two things and then in Holy Spirit, but Hosea chapter 10, this is so powerful. If you guys take a look at this and see what this says, starting in verse 12 and, um, but let, let me just give you a little bit here real quick. Um, Hosea had a tough job here as a prophet. And in chapter 10 here, uh, it's talking about Israel's sin and Israel's captivity. And, um, and if you actually go back to 10 and verse 2, it says that their hearts were divided. So oh, Isaiah was speaking to a people that had, they had divided hearts. There was things in them. There was hardness there. Uh, there was a lot of areas in their life where they, they went and leaning on God or trusting on God. They were trusting in their own strength and these different things. It's just kind of a little bit of picture since I don't have time to dig into this a whole lot of who he was speaking into. But most of all, he was speaking to, to the children of God. He was speaking to Israel. And so, and this is what it says, and then we'll just, I'll share a few things and then we'll move on. And we're going to talk about Holy Spirit. But Hosea 10 and 12, so he said, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness, righteousness on you. He goes on, he says, you have plowed wickedness, you have reaped iniquity, you have eaten the fruit of lies because you have trusted in your own way, in the multitude of your own mighty men. It's really, 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 really powerful two verses, and uh, maybe I'll come back and, and just do a whole message on what was happening here, but I just felt like Holy Spirit wanted me to highlight a couple things, but the, the key in this of, of what, what was revealed uh, for today was there in verse 12, where it says, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. So I just want to share a couple of things that Holy Spirit highlighted that, that for, for today's message. One, the, the first thing that he said there to the people is, is this word, so, so. Um, and and what, I, what I want us to just really make sure we're grabbing today, because it's all going to go together, is that when he said so, it just reveals that seed has to be planted for it to grow. You can't just carry seed around and expect key, the kingdom to grow in your life 
or for you to mature. We've got a lot of seed. People have more. There's more seed in the church today than there's ever been. Because you can access it everywhere, man. We got, we got, I, I, whatever. I don't listen to that stuff. Uh, but you can listen to podcasts. We've got, you know, you can search anything online and about this or that or whatever and, and, and just so many different areas. But when he says so, like he's talking to the children of God here, and it's like, again, seed has to be planted for it to grow. How many want to start planting some seed? Planting the seed of God. And then we know in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 that it says, He who sows sparingly is going to reap sparingly, but, but he, he, who, he who sows bountifully is going to reap bountifully. I declare that this is a house that, that, that sows bountifully in Jesus' name. Not their own word or their own strength, their own desires, their own, but we're sowing the word of God and we're sowing the things of the kingdom of God and we're reaping bountifully. Amen? So he says, so, but now watch this. This is so important. He said, so for yourselves. And, and what I think we miss sometimes in this is what this means is, is that so for yourselves. In other words, no one can do it for you. We can't do it for our children. We can't do it for our spouses. Um, we have to sow that seed that we've been given for ourselves. Um, in other words, your spiritual increase in the things of the kingdom of God are up to you. Your increase is up to you. Just like this morning or every Sunday, every Wednesday, um, every, every podcast that you listen to, every, every scripture that you're reading as you're doing devotions. Or there's a, This morning, I'm sowing seed. That's my, my job. It's the call God's put on my life this morning is to sow the seed that the Lord's giving me. But, but to you, I'm like putting it in your hand. But I cannot sow the seed in your heart. Right? Like I can't take that seed and force it or push it inside of you. And remember who, who Hosea is dealing with is a people that in verse 2 it said that they, they had begin to have divided hearts, right? So they was operating fully on, on, on themselves. And so he said, so you've got to sow the seed. You just can't carry it. And then you've got to sow, sow for yourselves. And then he says this, uh, uh, righteousness. Sow for yourselves seeds of righteousness. Well, what, what is that? Well, that's the Word of God. Sow for yourselves seeds of righteousness. His Word, His will, His way. Amen? Uh, all that God has for you, sow that. Um, it speaks of obedience. Sow for yourselves seeds of righteousness and reap in mercy. So it's God's Word. It's all that God has for you. It's obedience. It's walking and living in the Spirit. Come on. He's awake getting the people of God into this calling to, to do these things. So for yourselves, seeds of righteousness. And then, and then th this is what, what really I, I felt like kind of burned in my spirit then is where he says, uh, now then, and break up your fallow ground. Break up your fallow ground. It's time to seek the Lord. And, and what this is speaking about is, is that you can't sow new seed on old ground. So he's saying, you have to sow the seed in your life. No one can do it. And then you can't sow new seed on old ground. So there's this constant flow of new seed that he's giving us. And along with that, there also has to be this constant work within us to be breaking up the fallow ground. 
Because life is always hardening. Things within us is always hardening. Our flesh is always trying to harden. The enemy is always trying to put a yoke on you, and it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Come on, somebody. So he's, he's talking to a dry people, man, and God loves them. The Father loves them. He wants them out of this stuff. And he says, listen, sow. you got to sow the seed. You have it, sow it. You've got to do it yourself, man. And then you've got to break up, plow up this, this fallow ground. Um, fallow ground is, is, is hard, it's hard ground. Uh, it's, it's, it's a field, it's land that, that hasn't been prepared for, for seed. And Hosea says you've got to break that stuff up. You have to rip out the weeds. When, when you, when, anytime you have a ground that hasn't been worked for a while, not only is it hard where the seed won't grow in it, but somehow, one way or the other, right, weed, thorns will always grow up. I don't know why it's always easier for weeds and thorns to grow sometimes than it is the seed of the Lord. But it amazes me. I'll go out here in the summertime and it, it's, it's July and it's 110 degrees out and it feels like the asphalt's going to melt the rubber off my shoes when I'm walking across it and I can't get grass to grow in my yard like what I want to grow won't grow. But then I'll walk out there, there's a crack in the asphalt, right? It's 110 degrees and a weed will just be flourishing right up out of that crack. I'm like, come on. Isn't that how the enemy works? You guys doing Okay. All right, so, so this, this is just, just what God put on my heart today, just, just to start with this. I, just, I, and I want to minister on Holy Spirit, but I feel like to minister on Holy Spirit, we've got to take seed that we know. We've got to be willing to sow it for ourselves. We've got to be uh, uh, willing to, to, to see and let Holy Spirit show us areas in our, uh, of our lives where there's fallow ground, and we've got to begin to cultivate up that fallow ground with Holy Spirit. Amen. Come on. Come on. Amen. How many of you want to break up some fallow ground this morning? I want the Holy Spirit to break up some fallow ground in me this morning. I believe that we all have areas in our life that's fallow ground. And I'm saying, Holy Spirit, I want it all broken up in me. I want it all broken up in me. And I want to sow. I want to sow seeds of righteousness. So, so we're going we're gonna to bounce off of that. You guys ready? <laughs> all right. Turn to, um, turn to Romans now. Um, and uh, chapter 8, Romans and 8. You good? You there? Okay. Um, Romans 8, and we're going to start at verse 18. <clears throat> and then I'm just going to read this a little bit here and uh, let this word just wash over you. Then we're going to come back and talk about a few things. But Romans 8 and 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty, freedom of the children of God. Amen, somebody. 
Verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan, we groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope but hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one still hope for what, what he sees? Verse 25. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit, everybody say Spirit, also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which, we can, which cannot be uttered. Verse 27, Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Isn't that a beautiful passage of Scripture? Let's just talk about this a little bit, and let's, uh, let's, let's sow some seeds of righteousness this morning, and let's break up some fallow ground in us. Amen? So, so a couple things I want to draw out in here, and this is so beautiful. But in verse 18, can we just focus on this for a minute? Here, here's some revelation that'll break up some fallow ground in your life. Right here in Romans 8 and 18. And, and it says, he says, your sufferings aren't worthy to be even compared with the glory that is to be revealed in you. If you grab a hold of that seed and you sow that seed into, into, into a, a ground, fallow ground that's going to be broken up, it'll change your life. I mean, we just got to know this. Your sufferings are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in you. Now, I'm talking about Holy Spirit this morning. Yeah, I want you to think about that one verse, and I want you to get this deep inside of you. And what it's saying is that you have glory in you to be revealed. You are a glory carrier. As a child of God, you are carrying glory. How many want to have glory revealed into you? It's your inheritance. It's your destiny. Come on, sons and daughters, you've got glory in you. When, the, when you get this revelation in you, man, then none of our sufferings will ever even compare to, compare to the glory that we know is being revealed inside of us and the greater glory that is going to continue to be revealed. So beautiful. And then he says in verse 22, he says that all creation is groaning and labors with birth pains. Um, <clears throat> when you study this out a little bit, it talks about that, 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 that means sorrow. It's crying out in sorrow, in, in pain. Um, a lot of the, the, uh, the different translations, you'll see the, the word travail there. So all creation is groaning and labors and is laboring in travail. But then it says in verse 23, he said, it, it, it says, but, but we, children of God, have the first fruits of the Spirit. Then it makes this powerful statement, and this is what I want to lock on to this morning, and, I, and it's, I'm going to connect it with breaking fallow ground. So then it says he, that we have the first fruits of the Spirit, and we groan. We groan within ourselves. Can I just tell you, right now this morning, there is a groan in you. There's a groan in you. 
You might not feel that groan. You may have felt that groan at one point in time, and you may have just felt like a lion that, could, that was roaring all the time, and maybe you might feel like a little meow kitty cat. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you this morning and speak into you that there's a groan inside of you. We, the children of God, have the first fruits of the Spirit. We groan within ourselves. There's a groan in us for, for glory. That groan, that inner groan, is for glory to be revealed in us. It says in, in Matthew 5 and 4, uh, that uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And again, people, people misinterpret that. It's not, not mourning uh, in, in, the, in the natural realm of mourning uh, for, for loss or whatever it may be. This is talking about spiritual mourning. Blessed are those who are groaning from deep within. Come on, someone. That are poor in spirit, recognizing how much more of God that they need to have poured in and through their life. There's a groaning in us for the glory, for the glory of God, the fullness of God to be revealed in us. That's the, that's the definition of living poor in spirit. Come on. There's a lot of Christianity that doesn't live poor in spirit with the groan. They're not, they're not accessing, man. They're not hearing. They're not going with the groan. We become content. And in that place, we end up like the people that Isaiah was, was speaking to that were kind of living double-minded. Everybody okay? Thank you, Jesus. Can we just, can we just as, a, as a congregation this morning say, God, awaken the groan in me. Awaken, awaken that groan in me, God. Awaken that groan. Sometimes our, fle- our flesh is groaning. Our flesh groans for the things of the world. It grows, it grows to, to be validated. It's groaning for all these different things. But I'm saying, God, let your groan, that groan of a lion, let that groan for your glory to be revealed in me, God. Let that groan awaken in me, God. Come on, let that cry be stirred up. Break up, break up, break up, God. Break up that fallow ground. When you, when you dig into this like that groan, it, it speaks of hunger. It speaks of desperation, man. It speaks of a longing and a crying out for something, knowing that nothing else will be able to fill that spot in your life. God, awaken the groan. The groan. And, and, and the groan deep within you. That groan is to, be, is, is to be absorbed with the fullness of God. It's a cry for the fullness of God. Desperation for the fullness of God. Desperation for that glory that it talked about in verse 18 to be revealed in us. And this is what I want you to say. And the reason why I said earlier that all of you have a groan in you. And the reason why I know that is because it's in us from creation. It's in us from creation. It's a grown, it's a grown place in, in men and women, in human beings for God, for the fullness of God. And nothing else can feel that groan. Nothing else can quench the longing in you that was made for God. There's a groan inside of us, church, that needs to be shaken and needs to be awakened. And what I want us to see is that when you when you connect with the purpose of that groan in, in this and in, in you're beginning to to long for him and, and we're poor in spirit, come on, then, then you begin to make room. We're breaking up. We're breaking up fallow ground and we're making room for the groan. 
then as you do, then you'll, you'll, you'll lock in and you'll give yourself fully to the groan when you connect to the purpose of the groan. When you don't connect to the purpose of the groan, then you try to groan for other things and fill those false groans with false things. And there's a cry within every man, every woman, every human being for the full, to, to be filled with the fullness of God, the glory of God to be revealed in them. Amen? Everybody good? You with me so far? All right. So <clears throat> now let's talk about Holy Spirit here in this passage and we're going to we're going to I'm going to take you to John and then we'll land in John and then um I think next week I want to I want to minister to you on how we live in communion with Holy Spirit. I'm just going to be real practical next week. We want to talk about how we live in communion and in fellowship and in intimacy with Holy Spirit. But let's, let's look at this. I just want you to see and know what you have in you. Um, so, so in this passage here in Romans 8 that we're in, uh, it says then in verse 26, it says, the Spirit, the Spirit helps in our weakness. Um, he said in here, you know, we don't, we don't know uh, what to pray for as we ought, but Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Come on. Can we just say thank you, Holy Spirit? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can I ask you this morning, do you know without absolute certainty that the third person of the Trinity, Holy Spirit, dwells inside of you? Come on. Do you, do, do you know that with every ounce and fiber of your being? You have Holy Spirit living inside of you. This is the, this is the glory being revealed, and yet this is the glory of the new covenant. Because it used to be, <clears throat> it used to be God, God with man, God with man, God, God to man, and now it's God in man. Come on, that's the glory. That's the glory being revealed. That's the glory of the new covenant. It says in, in uh, if you're taking notes, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, it says that your body is the temple. That temple, a temple is a dwelling place. So your body is the temple or dwelling place of Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Your body is a temple. You're the, you're, you're the, you are the very dwelling place for Holy Spirit. Our lives, our purpose in life is to host Holy Spirit. Come on. I'm going to host the young adults in a couple weeks. I have no idea what that's going to look like. No idea. It's going to be awesome. But I know that I'm hosting them, and so as I know that I'm hosting them, or when you think of hosting someone, you, 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 you're, you're intentional in that, aren't you? You're intentional. You're planning. You're preparing. You're getting things where they need to be. You want to make sure that, 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 they are, that they're hosted rightly and that they're loved and that they're honored and you're going to embrace them. Come on, someone. 
Like, like we understand that in the natural, and then so many times in the church, we just, it's like we just, we know these basic truths of the Godhead, and that we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit's there. We, we know, we know the, the, the beauty that, that we're called to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Like we know these things, but, but it's like, are we, are we really walking in, in, with intentionality of knowing that we're hosting Holy Spirit? Like we're hosting, like the very Spirit of God, holy, holy is in you. I preached that last night. Like you have holy dwelling in your inner being. And it's like, like are, are we walking like, like you know, like if, if you know, um, Holy Spirit came and rested on Jesus when he was baptized, like a dove came on him, right? You know what, you, get, you know what he comes on you? A dove doesn't rest on you, fire rests on you. You know why Jesus got a dove and you got fire? Because he didn't have anything in him that needed burned out. <laughs> but there's one coming that will baptize with fire. I don't know about you, but there, he, it's, he's continually burning in me. Continually burning stuff up in me. But I want to begin to live. Young people, I want to be able to live. If I could just speak to young people for a minute, I don't want to be... be cliche in this, but I just felt like saying, but man, the Holy Spirit that we're going to be talking about today and talking about next week, He's the same Holy Spirit in me and in your parents, in you. He's not any less. He's not any greater. He, you have full, all Holy Spirit in you. He wants to empower you and awaken you. We're going to learn a little bit about all he, he, he does inside of us. But I think if we could just learn how to recognize Holy, Holy Spirit is in us and that we're hosting Him. Come on, somebody. Amen? So this is just a little bit of what, what this is talking about here and being, being, begin to, beginning to recognize uh, and, and learning how to commune with Him, which I'll talk about next week. And then this. Everybody doing okay? All right. And then it says in John chapter 7 and in verse 38, Jesus said this. He says, who, who, He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, that out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He's talking about Holy Spirit. So Jesus says, listen, whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of your innermost being is going to flow river, living water. is going to flow Holy Spirit. I love this. It talks about living waters and, and making this right. It's talking about a flowing river uh, continually pouring out. So there's a continual flow of Holy Spirit, a continual flow of living water, breaking up fallow ground and awakening the groan in us. Come on. You don't ever just experience Holy Spirit one time in your life and then you just testify and look back and talk about that moment for the rest of your life about remembering how glorious that one moment was. Come on. He wants you to encounter him today. 
He wants to be a he wants to be a river, a river that springs up from your inner being today. It's a continual flow. It's all day long. You don't leave him here. It's not like we got a coat rack by the front door and when we walk in, we're like, "Welcome, Holy Spirit. I'm glad that you're here today." And you put him on. I'm going to enjoy you, Holy Spirit, for about 2 hours. I'm going to try to stay focused. Amen. I love how you make me feel. And then when we go back out, we like hang him up and then we live our life for six days then we come back and put him back on come on someone he's a river he's continually flowing you don't just encounter him one time you encounter him every moment here's one thing I've learned about Holy Spirit he is gentle he is power and he is gentle he will not force you you can quench him you can grieve him he will move in you and flow in you and through you at the rate that you allow him to flow come on I'm having fun I can feel tangibly feel fallow ground being broken up this morning. Come on. Come on. And I can feel Holy Spirit. I can feel the, I can hear awakening of the groan. God spoke to his people in the Old Testament. And I'm tired. I can't think of the passage now. Forgive me. So I'm probably going to mess this up a little bit. But he spoke to the people and there was fallow ground there. They needed water. And he, I preached, this. one of my first messages that I preached over 20-something years ago was digging ditches. Anybody still here that remembers the sermon on digging ditches? I've come through some hard things. Anybody else come through some hard things lately? Hard things will create some hard ground. It doesn't mean you don't love Jesus. Whew. It don't mean that you've walked away. It just means you went through some hard things. And hard things will harden ground. God spoke to the people and He says, if you dig ditches in that fallow ground... I'm going to fill him up. He's a fill-up God. Mama, listen to me. He's a fill-up God. I know, I know the pain that you felt, Mama. I know the pain that you felt, Dad. I know the pain that you felt, grandparents. Come on. I know the pain that you felt, husband. I know the pain that you felt, uh, wife. Come on. I know the pain that you felt. But I'm here to tell you today, He's a fill-up God. He's a cup-running-over God. He's a God that even in that place of going through hard things, if you'll lock eyes with Him. See, we, sing, we, we, we sang this song today about, you know, faithful, He's always faithful. We can sing about it, but do we know it? And do we know it when we go through hard times? Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, i got my shovel out. I've got my shovel out. Now, I'm going to dig ditches all through my life. And I don't even see a cloud yet. I don't see the cloud yet. 
Whew. I'm going to get all he has for me. I'm going to get all he has for me. I'm going to get out and I'm going to dig some ditches. See, the problem is, guys, we don't like digging. Anybody like digging? I do not like digging. Digging isn't fun. You know what we want to do? We just want God to do it all. We just want to say, okay, I know I've got Holy Spirit in me. When, when are you going to start to do something? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit saying, if you would just see, if you would just see the wall of water, if you would just see the wall of water that is waiting behind that dam you've built, <laughs> come on. Come on, you would run to that shed and get that closet out and you'll start digging some ditches. But the truth in this thing is, guys, a lot of times we allow ourselves to get to this place because we get hurt, we get hard, we get tired, we're emotionally drained, we're, we're, we're just, we, all these things, stuff starts to dry up and we just don't want to dig. Amen. Come on, somebody. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, the scripture has said, this is your inheritance. To have the Holy Spirit, this mighty rushing river flowing from deep within you in Jesus' name. You guys good? Maybe I'll just um, hit on one more thing and then uh, we'll jump back in next week because I feel like I just want to make some room this morning for us to um, dig. I believe, I believe in the altar. I believe in the altar. I believe that he can meet us in our seats and oftentimes he does. I've received healing in my seat. I've re- but I believe in the ministry of the altar. I believe that sometimes to dig a ditch you got to get out of the house. And so I believe sometimes there's just pa- something powerful in the, in the prophetic movement of just stepping out and saying, God, I'm coming to your altar, and I'm going to begin to dig my ditches. And I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to fill them up and let that dam fall down in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let me just talk about him for a little bit more. I feel like you guys are ready right now. Now I got Jesus up here with me. So I feel pretty good. I feel safe. I don't even know where you get little Jesus is at, but now I'm distracted. <clears throat> Let's move. Um, will you just turn with me to the Gospel of John, and this will be the last, the last place. Well, um, probably, probably we'll end here. In uh, the Gospel of John, and, and uh, we're going to be in chapter 14. Gonna, kind of going to jump around just a little bit, but amen. You guys good if I go on for just a little, uh, just a, a little bit more? And um, so, so God, help us, lead us to break up that fallow ground and awaken, awaken the groan within us, and help us to help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit, to, to uh, engage you and recognize you in us, that, 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 there's a, that there's a river, there's a continual source that we can encounter and live in that's flowing from our inner being. 
Now here in John 14, um, let me let me just uh, sh- share this with you real quick. But so what's happening right here is um, Jesus knew that his disciples were about to face the greatest, you know, event of their lives. He knew that their lives were about to be shaken. They were about to be like literally flipped upside down, right? So and we're just talking two, two or three days from this moment here. Jesus knew what was going to be happening to him, and he's preparing his disciples. And, he, and so he says to him here in John 14, he's, he's like, first he says, you know, um, it, it's okay because uh, you're really about to get an upgrade. Come on. Like this is what he's preparing them for, of what, what they're about to go through and how hard it's going to be. But he's like, it's going to be okay, guys, because really you're about to get an up, uh, upgrade. You're really about to gain more access, not lose access, and you're, you're going to have a greater anointing because, because now I'm not going to be with you. I'm going to, to the Father, but the Father's going to send the Helper. Come on, everybody say Helper. Helper, the indwelling Holy Spirit, to be in you. Okay? So this is what Jesus is speaking to the disciples about. This is the context of what he's given them right now and knowing about what they're about to be going into. So let's jump in here at verse uh, 16. uh, John 14 and verse 16. So he says here, um, let's just read 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father... And he will give you another helper that he, Holy Spirit, will abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you, you know him for he dwells with you and will be where, church? In you. This is powerful. First of all, can I just hit this real quick? He's, he, he, he calls him here helper. And so can I just state... Because if you go back to Hosea and the people of God, and they were, they were operating their own strength and all this junk, but when you come in here and you see what Jesus was preparing his disciples for, and how a lot of times when we do go through some of the hardest seasons of our life, we often become more dependent upon ourselves than we do him. I don't know why, but we, we often default to that in our flesh. But he says, helper. And can I just say, if we didn't need help, he wouldn't have given us one. So you, know, you need to understand, you need Holy Spirit. This isn't a, this is available to you if you want it kind of thing. But if you want to experience and live in the fullness of God and operate in all that he has for you, come on, you need the help of Holy Spirit. So he says, helper, and, 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 and I just want to give that to you today because, listen, a key element in, in intimacy and awakening the groan for Holy Spirit is recognizing that you need him. So much of the church doesn't even recognize how much they need Holy Spirit, that mighty rushing river flowing through them every moment of the day. Come on. And he went on and he said, and he will abide with you forever. Not just that moment that you get saved. Not just that one moment when when someone's praying over you and you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But he will remain. He will remain with you forever. He goes on and he calls me. He says he's the spirit of truth. And the world cannot receive him because they don't see him or know him. But you know him. Sons and daughters. Those have been born again. You know him. Can I ask you this morning? Do you know Holy Spirit? 
how well do you know Holy Spirit? Because we're going to dig deep into this. Well, not today, but next week. We're going to dig in next week more on how do, we, how do we commune with Holy Spirit? How do we really know him in intimate ways? For he dwells with you and will be in you. And then look at verse 18. I'm going to hit a few things and we're going to have a time of prayer. But this is real important. Look at verse 18. And then Jesus said this. So he, see, so he says, you're going to get the helper, the spirit of truth, right? He's going to be in you forever. And then it says in verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will, I will come to you. I will not leave you orphans. I will, I will come to you. I told you that I wasn't going to another passage, but you just stay there in John. And let me read this to you real quick. But write it down if you're taking notes because it's powerful. Galatians 4 and 4 through 7. But it says, When fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, look at this, because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Crying out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Guys, isn't that powerful? You think about that in, 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 in with everything God's given us this morning. And, and I just want you to see about that because what this says is the revelation... The revelation, here's the groan, the revelation of Holy Spirit in us, it's in us that cries out, Abba. Because now we're sons and daughters, so now the Spirit within us crying out, Abba, 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 I belong to you. Abba, 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 I belong to you. Come on, man. you got to get this part in you because it, it's, it's important to, to understand that you're not an orphan. That you see your value. And now, as the Spirit awakens this groan within you, there's this cry out again saying, Abba, Father, I belong to you. That, that, that when you dig into that, it talks about someone crying out with deep emotion, Abba, 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 I belong to you. Let me tell you something. Holy Spirit will secure in you your, your beloved identity of sons and daughters. As you encounter Him and as you embrace Holy Spirit, He will awaken the revelation of who you are as sons and daughters. The more, and this is important because grab this, the more you see and know how much He loves you through the revelation of Holy Spirit, the more you'll start to love you. Come on. Maybe some of you just missed that. The more you see through the revelation of the Holy Spirit how much the Father loves you that awakens that cry saying, Abba, 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 I belong to you. The more that you lock in through that revelation, through Holy Spirit, and know how much the Father loves you, the more you'll begin to love yourself. Isn't that powerful? Okay. Well, let's go back to John, and I'm wrapping up. I'm landing the bird. Verse, where, 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 uh, verse 19. That was 18, right? So verse 19, just a few more minutes. A little while longer and the world will see me no more. But, but you, you see me, uh, 
but you will see me because I, I live, you will also live. Verse 20, um, at that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. So just look at this, Jesus talking to his disciples, knowing just in a few days what's going to happen, and, 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 he, and he says, I'm in the Father, I'm in the Father, and, and you're in me. Come on, someone. Like, like, come on. Come on. We're talking about stepping into our identity, knowing who's in us. We're talking about beginning to live as the beloved. Come on. Come on. All right? He knows you're not going to see me in a little while. Come on. I mean, that's good. You don't want to because I'm going to the Father. Come on. But you're going to have either more access because you're going to get a download. The Holy Spirit's coming. And now he's saying, guys, listen, I'm in the Father. I'm in the Father. And you are in me. And I am in you. I'm in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Come on, talking about your sonship, about your daughtership, your identity, and knowing that holy dwells inside of you, and that living water, that river, that there's that spring inside of you, that this is who that you are. And the, the more you know your identity, guys, the deeper your groan will be. One of the greatest reasons why there's not a great groan in the church is because the church doesn't know its identity, so they actually have a false groan for false things. Because they really don't truly understand the love of God for them. But if we would embrace Holy Spirit and let Him awaken that cry and revelation of God, of the Father, of how good He is, of your sonship and daughtership, then that, my friends, awakens that cry within you, man. And you lock eyes and you begin to be full of God. And that river is springing up inside of you. And you're loving God. And you're beginning to love yourself. And, 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 and Jesus is in the Father. And you're in Jesus. And Jesus is in you. Man, can you sense the fullness in that? Like the fullness in that, the life that is in that. And he goes on and he kind of breaks us down just a little bit more. But, but he, he, in this area, um, um, did, let, let's go. Verse 20, did I read 26 and 27? Let's read this real quick. Um, yeah, let's read this. But the helper, but the helper... Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives uh, to you, and let, let, your, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Everybody say, but the helper. But the helper. Holy Spirit whom the Father will send. Holy Spirit will teach you all things and remind you all things I have said to you. It's amazing how he does that. Isn't it? He'll teach you all things. He'll remind you all things. I love it how the Holy Spirit reminds me of things. You guys know me. I'm forgetful in the natural. And I love it when the Holy Spirit wants to remind me of something. It's just right there. He just draws it out. He'll remind you. He'll remind you. He'll teach you. He teaches you all things. And Jesus looked at him and he says, In my peace I leave with you and my joy. And it says in John 15, 11, My joy I give, I give to you. This is what I want us to understand. And we'll, we'll finish with this. But guys, we have an inexhaustible storehouse. 
an inexhaustible storehouse available to us. Back to that first scripture in Romans. Glory, 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 glory to be revealed in us and through us and out of us. My peace I give to you. My joy I give to you. I will teach you all things. I will remind you of the things that you've been taught. Come on. All of this stuff he just begins to, just to pour out here. And, and, and just remember, remember Jesus is giving stability to his disciples, knowing that in just a few days their world was going to be shaken. He says, let, let not your hearts be tr- troubled, uh, neither, neither let it be afraid. Amen? So powerful. Next week. Amen. I'm going to invite uh, Craig to come. I want to just dig. I just want to dig. Thank you, God, for your word. Come on. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching us this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for leading us right where we are this morning into this, into this area of Scripture, what you're opening up, the revelation release. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing that in us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Breaking up fallow ground. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to spring up a river inside of you today. And I believe he wants you to leave here today just overflowing with him. Come on. I believe, I believe he wants your cup overflowing today. Come on. How many is ready to have a full cup? <laughs> How many is ready to have a full cup? How many of you are ready to have a full cup? How many are ready for it to all flow over? God filled those ditches they dug and it all ran over. He overflowed them. He's an overflow God. He's an overflow God. Holy Spirit, we need you. Holy Spirit, we need you. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being shall flow, shall spring forth, shall spring up. Spring up, spring up, spring up a well, spring up. Rivers, rivers, continual flow. Come on, rivers of living water. Whew. I'm going to ask you just to be really reverent for, for this altar ministry time. And I'm going to invite you to come down here in just a few moments and pray. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you to, to pray for Holy Spirit to equip you and strengthen you to begin to break up fallow ground. I'm just going to ask you just to come and, and, and just say, in, in the Spirit, you might even just in the act of it, just move your hand like this, like you're shoveling dirt. I don't really care what you do, but you better come down here and start digging some dirt out and break up some fallow ground. Come on, someone. And I want, I want to ask you to, I want to ask you to ask Holy Spirit to awaken the groan inside of you. God, awaken that groan for your glory. 
God, awaken my cry. Awaken my roar, God. Awaken my roar for your glory, God. Awaken me, God. Awaken my heart, God. Awaken the desperation. Awaken the hunger. Awaken the roar, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And then I just want you to embrace the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have you do this first. Will you stand with me right where you're at? And and I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to put your hand on your belly. Come on, your belly. That's your out of your innermost being. Come on, out in your belly. Come on, it's from in here. It's in here. It, it bypasses your mind, man. It bypasses your mind. It's right here. It's in your inner being. Come on. Come on. Hand on your belly. Come on, hand on your belly. The glory to be revealed in us. Glory, glory, glory to be revealed in us. Glory to be revealed in us. Glory to be revealed in us. Jesus, break up fallow ground right now. Break up fallow ground. Break up fallow ground right now, Jesus. Help us. Break up fallow ground. Break up fallow ground. Holy Spirit, we just, as a sign, a prophetic sign, we just put our hand, we put our hand on our belly, on our inner being. And we just say, Holy Spirit, we love you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you for helper. Thank you for the spirit of truth. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for being our comfort. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I'm in digging a ditch. I'm digging a ditch. Springs of living water, spring forth. Holy Spirit, spring forth. Holy Spirit, I am making room for you. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Holy Spirit, I put my hand on my belly and I say, Holy Spirit, I desire you. Holy Spirit, I surrender to you. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Holy Spirit, I long for you. Oh, let springs of living water. Come on, fill up all the dry places in me, Holy Spirit. Overflow in me, Holy Spirit. Awaken the hunger, Holy Spirit. Awaken the groan in me, Holy Spirit. I need you, Holy Spirit. I yield to you and I make room for you, Holy Spirit, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's break up fallow ground and let's awaken the groan. Come and groan. Come and groan. Let, let, that, let Holy Spirit awaken that groan. As Craig sings, I just invite you to come. You can stand down here with your hand on your belly. You can kneel at this altar. You can do whatever God, but I'm asking you come on, let's get hungry. Let's move a little bit. Let's shift and let's begin to awaken the cry and dig a ditch in that day. Jesus said, God said, if you dig the ditch, I'll feel it. Come on. He's a good God. He's a faithful God, guys. I don't know what you've been through, but I'm here to tell you He's in you. Holy Spirit's in you. And if you'll just make room, if you'll dig a ditch, I promise you God will fill it. He'll fill that ditch today. Springs of living water in Jesus' name. Springs of living water in Jesus' name. Flow out of this Flow out of this Holy Spirit, I embrace you. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, I make room for you. Come rest on us. As the Spirit is moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. 
Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Oh, come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. Come down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. Yes, know you fill me. I know you fill me. Know you fill me. Oh, calm down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you will fill me. Calm down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you fill the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you fill me. I know you fill me. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Oh, Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. You're all we want. I know you fill me. I know you fill me. I know you fill me. As the spirit was moving, oh. 
over the water Spirit come move over us Come rest on us Come rest on us As the Spirit was moving over the water Spirit come move over us Come rest on us Come rest on us as the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Come now. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you feel the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you feel me calm down. Spirit, when you move, you make my heart pound. When you feel the room, you're here and I know you are moving. I'm here and I know you feel me. I know you feel me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Just break some ground. Just break some ground. I was praying for Natalie what, uh, just what to go, and, and the Lord showed me that as you're breaking up ground, He's not going to wait. He's not going to wait for all the ditches. Every time you dig a scoop out, He's going to fill that scoop with water. Come on. Every scoop that you take is going to fill up. Every ground you break. So the water's flowing right now. I mean, you just want to keep, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it flowing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, someone. Amen. Let's just say, Holy Spirit, I love you. I need you. I yield to you. Amen. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.